You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Alrighty. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Self-Worth Circle. Today, I am sitting at my summer place in Hango, and in front of me, I have a screen. The other side of the screen, I have my dear, dear friend, Kat, like Katarina Arnia, or Kat or Rina, uh, who is, yeah, as I said, a dear friend, a digital marketer and yoga teacher, and many other things, a wonderful human being. And I'm very, very, I've waited for this a long time. Very excited to have you here. Big welcome. I'm like not sure what to call you, but um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, you can call me Kat. I think that's the easiest one when we speak. Yeah, easier for the English natives. <laughs> um, I know where you are based, but can you tell our listeners where you are based right now and how you're holding up with everything? How is life going? Um, so I live in Sydney. Australia at the moment. I've been living here for the last three years. Um, I'm sitting at my home office right now, looking over the ocean and the sunset and sailing boats. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, yeah, you've actually been here. You're my only friend yeah. who's been, who's been to our apartment. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was just before COVID. So I happened to. Right, I happened to be there just before everything exactly. shut down. Yeah. I was lucky. Last trip. You're the only person them. I can. Beautiful. Yeah, you're the only person I can talk to and like, oh, you know, walking down this path, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> everyone else, they have no clue. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Hopefully. things are pretty here. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> we're like talking. <laughs> too much I uh, know I was just like hopefully everything will open up to next year because I really miss uh the Australian sun and of course you also but yeah go on go on well I was pretty much going to say exactly the same thing like I'm I'm hoping that the borders will open soon so people can come and visit and stay in our little guest room yeah yeah so oh, I'm just like very very grateful to have you here you're such a beautiful human and uh Kat is the one that I've I think I've spoken about this before but I I always when I said say I have a friend who I send voice messages to this is the friend this is the friend who gets like the 20 minutes long voice messages of just like <laughs> brain barf <laughs> I feel so privileged to be that friend I love it there's nothing better than when I wake up and I check my phone and there's a 20 minute voice message if not even longer now that we have the the group. WhatsApp group, another friend, and there's like 20 minutes from you, 20 minutes from her, and then you've already replied to each other on that with more 20 minute messages. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a good podcast episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, well, let's let's talk about you a little bit more, your background, where you come from, and uh, what 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 kind of work you do right now. But let's go back a few years, a few years back to maybe Finland, to your studies and so forth. Cool, okay, so um, yeah, I studied at Åbo Academy and I was studying international law, when did I start? 2012 or 13? 
Um, and quite early on, I was like, I just felt like something was missing and I took a gap year and came to Australia for the first time and also visited New Zealand at that time. Then I went back to my studies, um, didn't finish properly. I sort of, yeah, just got addicted to traveling. So I was studying really hard and or trying to study really fast and take as many holidays as I could. I was going to, I went to South Africa for a volunteering trip and went to Southeast Asia and traveled there. Um, yeah, so there's there's been a lot of traveling happening, but I've always gone back back to Finland to to study. It took me quite a while. Uh, then the last time when I was properly living in Finland was after I met my current partner Sam. Um, we met in Thailand, and then we came back to Finland for five months while I was finishing my studies. And yeah, after that we moved to New Zealand together. And he was yeah. in Finland, right, during the darkest months, like really wintry. Oh my god! Before you Poor went guy. to New Zealand. <laughs> Poor guy. He really didn't like it. I, I actually, it was quite an eye opener for me to realize how hard it is for someone to come to, to Finland, who doesn't speak the language at all. Because I was sort of in under the impression that okay, well, Sam's you know a very privileged white man from England you know surely he can find a job and no problem and he's gonna have a good time but turns out like there was no jobs that would take him or like very few jobs really um, I feel uh, like Mobile like, still, or Turku is like quite international still yeah, like I, I was the one who had to send so many job applications because you can't really even find the jobs if you don't speak Finnish you know like go to the websites and look right. for them and everything's in Finnish or Swedish possibly, but even like cafeterias, like at the university or some even volunteering places were like, no, sorry. And anyway, he ended up getting a, a job at a fast food pizza restaurant with a bunch of Italian people. So they were all speaking English and he was getting paid like six euros an hour because he had to pay like crazy taxes. Yeah. All that, like it was, yeah, he didn't have a very good time <laughs> to say the least. Uh, and yeah, it was in the middle of winter as well. So, and that was one winter when it was like minus 20 degrees a lot. And Oof. yeah, that's the last winter we've spent <laughs> in Finland. Um, yeah, it was Good. an experience. Before. Good on you. We actually just had a chat about it yesterday and he said he felt the whole time he felt like a trophy boyfriend. Because <laughs> 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 we were just hanging out with my friends like we lived on a street in Turku where we pretty much everyone lived on the same street and we had this big kitchen and we were he was always cooking food for us <laughs> like these Aww. big curries and we had like girls nights like three nights a week and he would always be there and like we would try and speak English but you know when you get excited then you switch to Swedish and yeah he was sitting there by himself and <laughs> But we did that all, and he makes the best food, by the way. Everyone listening, <laughs> he's, he's a, a he's a real chef. Um, and then, like, I can imagine, like, even just reaching out to other Finns for him because we are so introverted, and it's really like hard to, you know, get into the heart of a Finn. We're like, we. I feel like you know, for for us, it's like. I remember when I came, for example, to Australia and everyone was so friendly, it feels almost like not real to me because yeah. I'm not used to it. Um, did he find any like friends of 
of her, his own not well, really no, yeah. <laughs> no and five <laughs> months is like too short also you need like five years <laughs> Yeah. yeah like he became friends with the guy he was your working friends with, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah my friends and the yeah the pasta <laughs> oh i'm not gonna say the name of the restaurant anyway um yeah <laughs> i think they went bankrupt anyway so oh no <laughs> but yeah um anyway yeah new zealand then then we went to new zealand and we actually that was actually a funny story as well where we i had been stressing out like crazy that i need to find a job so i had been applying for jobs literally six months before we moved there <laughs> and like just as like uh, normal cafe jobs and stuff and um yeah i was like i got a response from some people saying like yeah like you have a great cv we would be interested like can you come in for an interview and i'm like oh, I'm coming there in seven months. Can I come, can we schedule a time for them? <laughs> they were like, yeah, we need to see what the situation is. We don't really know in seven months. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but I was still like, I was doing Skype interviews, all sorts of things for any and every job I could think of. I was like super stressed out. I don't know why. And Sam was not applying for any jobs. And when we got there, he still hadn't applied for anything. He had, hadn't even written his uh, resume. And then I was like, pushing and pushing I'm like come on you need to find a job now like we've been here for four days and you haven't applied for anything yet and then he sat down and applied for three jobs sent the same application to all of them and the first one called called him and said like oh yeah you sound like a good guy um do you want a job and then he was like yeah and he was saying oh yeah I'm traveling with my girlfriend we just arrived and they're like oh yeah what does your girlfriend do and like oh she's looking for a job as well oh does she want the job in the office <laughs> we have a, like my wife work does all the accounting and whatnot like does she want the job and he's like oh yeah <laughs> i'm like <laughs> of and course. Sam was like the you know the i told you so when you're just like hating it so much when he was right when he's like everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine for six months and i'm like no you need to apply more <laughs> and then he just like wings it like that and gets a job for both of us I love um, it that's such a good story <laughs> though because I I really resonate to like I I've always been more like Sam I always want to go to the country and like take it in first and then like find the find the right job and Villa yeah. is more like he needs he cannot go anywhere without having a plan or having a job for that matter because we've been talking about you know moving abroad but now the situation is what it is but he's like very more like you in a way like he needs he likes the lists and <laughs> it's so funny we stuck, I remember when you were here and we were talking a lot about our relationships and stuff and I'm like I can I'm on Villa's side here I get him I'm like that I think we were always like on Sam's kind of like wavelength as well yeah. <laughs> Want to reconnect well. Um, Love it. But yeah, no, it's funny. We need I'm, the we need the opposite always of ourselves. Yeah. I know we do, but it's funny. Like I used to be really spontaneous, and and well, when we moved to Australia, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a plan at all. But mm. for some reason, when I was moving to New Zealand, I was like, there was something about that that made me so nervous about it, and I, I was like, I need to have everything sorted out. And yeah, <laughs> maybe it was like. Was it completely like if like a new place for you, or was it a city mm -hmm. that you had been to? I had been there, yeah, but okay. there was like I had some sort of like vision in my head, like 
I want to live in the middle of Auckland and I want to work at a raw vegan cafe and I'm going to be like this. I had like a way too clear image in my head of what I want Mm. my life to be like and it didn't turn out like that at all. Um, Yeah, so. But now you're here and how, yeah, tell us about the the transition to back to Sydney. Mm, Okay, so that's. uh, And your work also. Yeah, the long story or the short one? <laughs> the long story. We like long stories. It's okay, good conversation. Cool. So, so yeah, we um, we lived in New Zealand for a year. We were actually planning on on staying there. Uh, we were we already had hired our immigration lawyers and everything, and done like spent so much money and time and done paperwork and everything to get that sorted. Um, and then. Pretty much at the last minute, I got cold feet and I was like, no, actually, I can't do this. Like, I won't because we would have had to be sponsored by our employers and then you would have to stay with the same employer for at least five years. And then there was a lot of like emotional attachment there and stuff. So I just saw myself getting stuck and feeling, I don't know, like I'm I'm an Aquarius and freedom is really, really important for me. Like I, as soon as I feel locked in, I I start to panic and I need to get out. And You're like, bye. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Uh, and then um, what happened? Yeah, so anyway, so I, I decided to quit my job and apply to a school here in Sydney so I could get a student visa. And Sam had never been here. I had lived here for quite a while and also visited friends here, you among others, when you were here. Um, so I was quite familiar with Sydney, so it felt like almost like coming to another home, moving here. So it wasn't a huge uh, sort of emotional decision to come here or like I wasn't anxious about having a plan or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, had no clue what I was getting myself into coming here um, on a student visa. There's like, there's so many restrictions and regulations you need to follow to do that. Um, I didn't have a job. And I was expecting, it's funny, you said in the beginning how when you were in Australia, everyone was super nice and friendly. Um, I had the same experience the first time I was here as a backpacker and working mainly the typical backpacker jobs and stuff. But then when I moved here and actually tried to settle down and start building a proper life, because we had said with Sam, like, okay, this is, you know, we're going to settle here for some time. Like we were both kind of we had traveled enough. We we did a big road trip in New Zealand. We went to Fiji for a few weeks, and we traveled in Thailand before that. So we were like, okay, now it's it's time for us to find our proper jobs, you know. Um. Anyway, so I was like super excited. I'm like, yeah, coming to Sydney, all these nice people, and like all this. I don't know. And it wasn't like that at all. It was a huge culture shock, to be honest. I because when we were in New Zealand everyone just took us in as family like we we got so lucky we lived in a house with with these Maori brothers and they just took us in as family straight away and it was so beautiful and same with our jobs we as I mentioned we worked for the same employer so it was just so easy to get into the culture and everyone sort of expected the best of you and we were so shocked how people just trusted us with everything like this uh, job that Sam got they literally called us and said oh yeah you know does your girlfriend want a job as well and then they were asking where do you live and we're like oh we don't we don't have anywhere to live um we just bought a car so we're gonna sleep in the car 
and they were like oh no you can come and sleep in our garage don't worry about it wow okay and then the next day they were like oh we're actually going away to our holiday home for the weekend do you guys want to stay at our place and look after the dogs and they had this beautiful house with god knows how many bedrooms and ocean views and their dogs in a garden and everything and we were just left there Oh, and first of all, I was like the first day I was working there, I was doing everyone's wages and checking all the accounts. I got all the passwords for all their literally every like financial thing and password that they would have. I had access to it. Yeah. And I was like, these guys don't even know my name. Like they know I'm cat. <laughs> and they know yeah. Sam is Sam. nothing else. They haven't seen my CV. Like nothing, you know. And they just trusted us on that and left us in their house for a whole weekend. So wow. and we had a similar experience with the guys that we moved in with, um, the Maoris. So yeah. anyway, so coming to, um, coming to Sydney was a culture shock because we were expecting a similar experience. And it was, for me at least, the complete opposite. I felt like every job mm-hmm. I had, I had, the first year I had so many jobs and it was, yeah, I guess I had bad luck as well. But yeah, every employer, every like, housemate, like um landlord stuff like that everything was just really bad and it felt like everyone was really suspicious and thought that we were bad people like it was it was really really tough the first year I was like I'm I'm moving back to New Zealand like I I can't do this yeah um but luckily Sam had found, found a really good job and he sort of convinced us to stay and um yeah so so would you say like Sydney and also maybe because it's a bigger city from where you did live in New Zealand, but I feel like it can it can be like the friendliness in Sydney that I've experienced is also like more superficial, like, you know, in Stockholm where mm-hmm. they're, they're just really nice, but then they mm-hmm. don't let you in. They don't like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like that's how I felt like, you know, in uh sorry, in New Zealand they were just like warm and instantly helpful and and like that. But yeah, it was very very su- superficial here. Like <laughs> I always say, like when you go into a shop here, I freaking hate it. Like in shopping malls, and they always come in. I'm sure these people don't mean any harm, but it's just for me, it doesn't vibe at all. Mm. When it's just this like fake smile and like, how are you doing today? Are you finding anything nice? And like. <laughs> what have you been up to so far and I'm like you don't care like just shut up and it's just that vibe and I can't there's something I don't know like yes I know we've spoken about it so many times with Sam like how it's hard for me to even get into that onto that same wavelength with the the sort of typical Sydney girl I hate being I sound so judgmental and like putting stereotypes on people but it's like every yeah every time (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's not that's not actually really like how the problem but it was more finding the jobs and and a place to live and stuff like we lived with a crazy Italian lady to begin with and she was so nice (laughs) like the first maybe a few days and then it was just turning absolutely crazy like she was pouring salt on our door and saying that she's keeping the negative energies away from uh, from her our negative energies away from her and stuff like that it was it was mental. Like, um, yeah. Anyway, I can't. Story. Like, guys, be aware of who you who you <laughs> move in with. 
I think we just had like we had we had bad luck when we started started out here and it was like yeah it's not it's not cheap to live here either so it's like you start questioning your decisions every now and then when everyone at home is like yeah I'm buying an apartment now or I'm buying my second apartment and I'm like mm, yeah yeah <laughs> I'm saving for next week's rent <laughs> but like or trying to find another job but yeah I wouldn't change it for for the world um and you have great anyways, stories also because of like everything that you have experienced like you've, you've been with uh you know warm open-hearted people and then you've experienced the whole polar opposite or polar yeah how do you say it's polar opposite polar polar, polar. 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 yeah oh well <laughs> yeah no exactly so exactly. Um, but, and how did you how did you do it? Was it in Sydney you fell into digital marketing? And because yeah, now so that's you're doing actually... that. And you've also worked as a yoga teacher. And tell us about that. Mm, yeah, so I, I started teaching yoga in New Zealand um, just on a part-time basis. And then when I moved to Sydney, I started teaching here as well um, at some gyms. I did some kids yoga, which I really didn't like it was not not my thing <laughs> and then um, uh, some studios and I, I did a restorative yoga teacher training as well which was freaking awesome but the thing I didn't like was just the work schedule like Sam was working mm. he's always working from seven till three thirty, and then he comes home and he can just chill out whereas I was always like working really early in the morning or um, late at night or weekends especially which yeah didn't really work as everyone we go camping quite a lot and doing weekend trips so we were never able to do that and I'm I'm sure you can relate to that as yeah, a yeah, yeah. So it is what it it's is. all that and like the time you travel and especially in Sydney the public transport and like the expenses of that it's and then expensive not getting, yeah. yeah not getting paid for you're just getting paid for that one hour yeah. and some studios might say oh that's a great rate you know even if you get like well, I don't know what the standard rates are, but for me, if I got $70 for a class was a really good rate as a sort of semi-beginner teacher. But if it's only that one class and you've had to travel really far, um, yeah, it just didn't make sense. And then I also started having some injuries, not not yoga related, but um, yeah, just physically wasn't really able to enjoy it as much. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to find an office job. And that was another journey um I um gosh I had so many so many different jobs but the final drop was when I worked for a man this is a long story anyway I worked for a really really creepy man for a while and it was a quite a scary experience actually so after that I said I'm I'm not working for a man anymore like but all of my employers had been men um mm. here in Sydney until then and all of them really bad experiences. And then um, I went back to New Zealand for a Christmas holiday and I was actually, it was so random. I chatted with my, so my ex boss in New Zealand. So I spoke to her best friend and she said her sister has a, a marketing agency in Sydney. Like, would she want to like for us to connect? And I was like, oh yeah, cool, no worries. And then, then I met up with her and got a job at the agency and I was just supposed to do a, a basic admin work. I don't, there wasn't really even a job description. I was just about supposed to do a little bit of everything. Um, and then one of our contractors 
pulled out and who was doing Facebook advertising and social media, those kind of things. So I had to jump in and pretty much learn so much overnight. Like I was already, I had no clue about marketing before starting this job. Um, so it was a very, very steep learning curve, but I just completely fell in love with it. It was, um, yeah, just, it, I guess for, for our generation as well, it can feel quite intuitive uh, with mm. when it comes to social media and then especially understanding the advertising and seeing the risk when you can generate results to your clients. Um, that was just, because I've always thought that I'm really bad with numbers and I hate like analytics and maths and stuff like that and looking at charts, but I actually love it. Like It, it became... Yeah almost addictive where I'm like this, this refreshing the tab to see the how the stats are changing and stuff like that and I'm like what's happened to me but I really really enjoyed it um and then yeah I was working That's at the incredible. agency for for two years and I started freelancing on the side as well and just learning more and more and yeah to the point where I was it was probably not that healthy anymore so I did go through a couple burnouts for lack of a better word um, so I had to slow down and you now can, I'm actually, I, I think, I think for sure you can call it a burnout. I think we're sometimes <laughs> a little bit careful with using the word burnout because we think that it means something, but I know from what we have talked about that you were in a place of you needed like a two month holiday just yeah. to be and allow your nervous system to like calm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And mobilize. Sure. <laughs> so it was but actually now crazy. You, crazy. How you found how you have you found a balance to it now after, do you think? I think so. Yeah. I'm actually feeling really good. So I I quit my job at the agency in December and then I took pretty much whole of January off. I had a couple of my long-term clients that that I work with, but I didn't take on any additional work. I wasn't looking for any clients. So I'm just working as a freelancer now. But so pretty much all of January and February, I, I just, I was just chilling out, especially February. That was a really good um, eye opener for me. So I did a, the whole month with, without any caffeine, alcohol or sugar. And I thought I was going to feel really good and refreshed and all that, you know, after the, uh, what do you call it? Withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. You know, stop. But I didn't. I was actually just exhausted. I slept so much. I was wow. sleeping like 10 hours a night plus two naps a day or one or two naps a day and just completely exhausted. And I felt bad for a bit, but then I just realized shit, like I've been pushing myself for the last two years, like a crazy person, if not more, but especially the last two years. Yeah. So I really needed a good, good reason. Do reset. you want to talk about that uh, detox? What did you do it together with Sam? I think this is something that we, mm. or I at least have been thinking about it but I haven't I've tried like a 10 day off caffeine and then you know after I can go you know a few days um between my cups of coffee but then mm -hmm. I always circle back to like morning coffee and now I am I am having my morning coffee yes um, yeah, what did how did you get inspired to do it I was like so just amazed of like following you from the other side of the world and you were like because you were sharing about it on the on the gram yes I was and I'm thinking about doing it again because I'm exactly the same like some people are just like what well, you're silly like 
don't take it so seriously this yeah. coffee addiction but I can feel how addicted I am like yeah, it's same. it's crazy like I I put so much value into co- like it has so much value in my life and yeah. I don't know like it, it has such an emotional I have such an emotional attachment to it as well so doing a month without it was really empowering and I felt good I I did actually quit uh, about a year ago as well and I, I remember feeling so great I'm like why am I doing this to myself again because now I'm completely back into having uh, one coffee a day yeah but and that's the thing like people say oh you know one coffee a day is not that bad but I can feel that it's not good for my system I, same here I, I think we're also differently wired but for me it's like when I've gone just 10 days without it something something shifts and I know it, like that could be my life but then you know you're so kind of you're just so used to being in that um or you're I don't know exactly what glands it affects and so on but like there is something that my body kind of feels that is I don't know having the cup of coffee in the morning is like you know, a ritual and safety. And then I go into that, you know, I get the jitters. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's so. And the sugar also, because I always have a little bit of sugar in the evening, sometimes more, sometimes less. So. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. we should do a whole podcast episode on, on coffee. Like, I feel like it would Let's be do it. a really, really interesting topic because I know a lot of people are getting more aware about. Yeah. More and we could do it. like, we could do like a 30 day together on the, I know that super feast, the mushroom mm-hmm. and what yeah. do they call them? Like the, the yeah, mushroom the and thing. yeah, the thingy that we were both on. Um, They have the blend called Jing and they 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 it's like their thing that they put their clients on like a 30 day of jing or something yes i think i was actually part of that part of that group yeah Um, was it i think i don't know if they did it in january or was it february because i wasn't really following it that much but i just saw people posting about their uh, withdrawal symptoms like there were people who were being having migraines like crazy stuff oh my god i'm like wow this is yeah we're like and this herbal blend that you take is for your adrenals right yeah i think we both bought it in byron bay when we visited last year yeah sometimes but yeah no i think we should do a challenge together because i'm i literally just thought about it today again so i didn't have coffee yesterday i actually just came back from a from a camping trip so i've been a little bit less caffeinated for the last few days but (laughs) So I had so I had a large coffee today. I went to the coffee shop next door and I'm like, oh, just mm. a regular latte. And then I'm like, no, make it large, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I became so jittery and I've been really anxious today, like yeah. the whole day. I feel it's like a physical anxiety. It's not like I'm anxious about anything. Like I'm feeling so chill and calm after my camping trip, but just like this physical I'm still jittering and it's 5 p.m at the moment right it gets to me yeah to that level also and it I can feel it just like around my diaphragm when I drink too much it's it it really sits there as like physical anxiety it's really interesting I still go back to it 
Yeah, we have both have something in our diaphragm. I remember we were talking about it the other day, like where do yeah. we feel yeah. blockages and anxiety and all that for me yeah. as well. In our diaphragm. It's like, so, yeah. I think around like if you take a look at the energetic body and if you are into chakras that would be like solar plexus and mm-hmm. like ego um i don't yeah. know yeah yeah it's interesting yeah, it's that... really tough. but yeah i was i've been sort of ignoring it for a while but now i now i just happened to stumble on some instagram account that was talking about coffee and like the negative effects and also about cacao and matcha and decaf everything is bad and I'm like no right <laughs> I know this but yeah I love it so much but that's Me too. Yeah, that's the, the addiction that I have which I I really don't um I don't know if I well yeah maybe I have an addictive personality because I'm addicted to coffee but the way I see it is when I get so excited about it like when a friend asks me like oh I want to catch up over a coffee I'm pretty much like more excited about the coffee than the friend. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but you know, when I'm just like so excited, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go meet this friend because we're going to go and have a coffee like that. It becomes yeah. such a simple part of it. So I'm like, this is not that good. <laughs> you know, I Right. And it's like also that the same thing if you like, I have that also sometimes with, especially during the summer in Finland with wine. I drink so much wine, like not, you know, a bottle a day, but I do tend to have a glass or two almost yeah. every evening with the dinner. And I look so much forward to it. Like already, like sometimes, you know, around noon, if I'm working, I'm like, okay, but after this, I'm gonna have a glass of wine. Oh my God. Um, I know. I know. Oh my God. Can so we do crazy. like an addiction? Can we do an addiction? episode or challenge something because I'm the same I I had a like not that bad anymore with uh with wine but especially when I was working and I was stressed it was like it was from like oh have a glass of wine on the weekend to like oh have a glass of wine with uh, with your dinner every day and then yeah it sort of escalated to we also went for lunches and everyone would have a glass of wine there and then it's like well we might as well just have a bottle and then you know right it was yeah yeah, and I feel like it's okay if you do it sometimes, uh, but I feel like now when it's starting to get light, I have started to circle back to that one glass mm-hmm. with my dinner. And then I have like, then you're kind of, you know, your sleep is not that great uh, that night. And then I wake up and I'm, I'm a little bit exhausted. So I have my like strong cup of coffee <laughs> in the morning and it's just like this vicious cycle. Um no, I'm just thinking about our poor livers and adrenals. Like, I know wine, and then you're like getting poor sleep, and then oh yeah, force them to wake up with coffee. And I mean, in a way, like I'm thinking, maybe we'll, you know, people might think that we're being silly and overthinking, and you know, when there's people with actual drug addictions and alcohol problems, and it's but I I think it's healthy to be aware. Even me too, and I think just the more sensitive you get, the more aware you are about it yeah yeah exactly you know but um but yeah it's actually interesting so um well you know that sam is a health nut and always trying out different diets and different i don't know different detoxes and whatnot uh usually i don't tag along but we did this detox together but um he found a beer that's unpasteurized this is his latest um theory now (laughs) because it's not pasteurized it's a it's a healthy beer Mm. so you actually get all the it's a well he's 
um, comparing it to kombucha. So he's like, you know, he feels great having two beers a day because he's drinking this beer. And I tried it last week as well, and it didn't affect my sleep at all. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think you need to be super strict on. No, oh, no, no, no. And I don't want to. I don't want to go full cold turkey and like cut myself off everything. I'm not. I, I I just know my personality that I am. I'm happier if I have like a good balance mm -hmm. and I can go, you know, three days off coffee or four days off coffee. And then on the fifth day, I might have one cup and then I go like five days again without the coffee, you know, to really find that balance and same with sugar and summertime wine, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, oh, we're, we're because I want that life. Yeah, no, definitely. It's all about balance. But I, I remember in Byron, we actually, I think we drank quite a lot when you were here <laughs> I was like um we but did. I just I we remember did. now thinking about coffee that we went to Byron and we were like we're not this whole time we're not gonna have coffee and every morning we were like well let's just have one this morning <laughs> but we also had that lovely lady who like we, so in our we had like the we, we stayed at the most amazing place oh my god what was the name of it I want to shout out Oh, is it like Byron Springs something? Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful, and the owner was so lovely. And there would like she would always you know make her room and set up this like uh, breakfast style thing in our room. So we had like yogurt and uh, granola and snacks, and then there was the coffee um, and tea. So it was like easy for us to have that nice cup of coffee in the morning right and also like then in the like main kitchen where everyone would hang out so it was like a house with rooms and then like a main area like a chill out lounge there was also like the like the noon cake or like afternoon tea with coffee and like so of course we would drink the you know free amazing coffee in the french press or plunger plunger <laughs> plunger yeah no exactly so, well you kind of need to feel like you need to get your money's worth such a like dream job running a beautiful hotel or sort of guest house and just baking cakes oh manifesting day. yeah <laughs> so nice oh yeah imagine one day one day we can have that and we'll live in byron bay and you can run the digital marketing business from there and i can host like yoga retreats at the house oh my god that's the dream that's the dream yep. we've actually been talking about it with sam what our sort of ultimate dream is to be to buy a big piece of land and have like a community so it's like, it sounds like a cult but yeah like well. have like-minded like-minded people live there and you just... <laughs> well Sorry, sometimes when, well sometimes when sam talks about these things i'm like sam this is a cult like <laughs> just take a couple steps back because he gets like very um excited and passionate about things he's like oh yeah you know the world is so greedy we we can all just put the money in the same pot and everyone gets their little share and then we put it towards the but i'm like no son <laughs> i'm gonna make my own money <laughs> we can all contribute to this place but you know. <laughs> and he's like and then everyone has children and everyone raises the children together i'm like no i just don't just please i want my alone time i don't want to raise the children 
<laughs> just joking. Yeah. He can be the homeschooler um, then. Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it. but yeah, so we would like to have a a sort of a community where everyone gets along and working on their things, and we're just living close to nature and. And then that would be like from what, what I, me and Sam have been talking about to be able to build some sort of eco retreat, like little wooden cabins where people can come away oh. for a nature retreat. I've seen a few places around Australia that just look amazing. Like they're quite expensive. So it's still like a luxurious stay. Yeah. Uh, or a luxury vacation, but like very humble as well. And then you can have animals and a little farm and just, you know, have people more local produced food and yeah exactly i love that i love that i'll be there for sure i feel like i still have that big part of me that is like on my way to move to australia someday um now it just feels like everything is like all my plans and dreams are like in this gray zone soup which is a good practice also because i've always been that person who needs to get things rolling and fast and results needs to go like come overnight so this has been a great freaking practice for me to like okay can i be with this like it's very humbling yeah and you've always been quite spontaneous as well like just you know book a ticket and go when you get the idea now you can't do that so yeah yeah no but let's circle back to you i feel like we went I mean, I love this conversation. I feel like hopefully the listeners are, I'm sure the listeners are getting some some juice out of this, but um, back to kind of your your work and what you do right now, because I know that um, for me, even like the Facebook ads and digital marketing is kind of a language that I personally don't speak at all. And I have been talking to you and you've been getting like, by the way, shout out to Kat. She's a really, really amazing and great, um, just like a consult. And um, with these things, she has helped me with ads on like my Instagram and so forth. But um, yeah, do you want to kind of maybe not explain everything because it's so complex, but um I don't know, for someone who is really eager to maybe work for themselves and, um, you know, how, how do you, how, how does it work? How do you do it? And how do you get clients? I don't know. You don't have to like go in for the full detailed story and um, but just to inspire the ones who are really eager to start their own, their own thing and, you know, reach out to yeah. clients. Yeah, well, um, actually, I love talking about this, but usually people don't want to hear anything. And I'm, if we talk about human design, I'm a projector, so I need to always wait for the invitation. So I'm like, when someone asks me, like, so tell me, you are invited now. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, big invitation. Good. Um, Now, also, um, I've actually, where do I start? I was battling for, for a while because I used to study international law and I did talk about this on Instagram a, a while ago as well and with you um, that the ethics around it not really because I don't feel like I'm doing anything unethical necessarily but it is obviously marketing and you you're 
you have to write in a persuasive way to get people to buy a product or or whatever and stuff like that. So, and it can be very stressful and there's a lot of people are very focused on money in that community. So coming from being a yoga teacher and studying human rights to going into social media marketing, it's like a completely different world. But then I started working with, so really early on as I got my job, I started freelancing or just helping people around, people out. So I was helping my yoga teacher who's here in Sydney and and I sort of saw the the purpose of sort of helping the underdog, you know, because there's there's so much competition and there's all these big brands and companies with huge budgets. And then being able to to help the smaller business owners, entrepreneurs, or just you know, solopreneurs was really like um yeah, it's felt purposeful for me. And it's actually um funny because I had usually my friends don't really ask that much about my job. And this weekend I was on the camping trip and we were sitting by the fire. We did a campfire on the, on the beach and my, and my friend, um, this Swedish guy was asking me, he's like, like, I'm sorry, Kat, I'm not meaning to be offensive, but um, I just wanted to tell you, like, I feel like it's a shame that the, it's always the smartest people who end up doing jobs that are not good, like marketing and advertising and stuff like that. And I was like, what? Like, okay. Can I just like explain to you what I do? And I was like, yeah, hey, go for it. And I'm, I'm like, so mostly I, right now I work for health and wellness companies and I do marketing for them. And I, so the way I see my purpose, for example, I have this um, studio here in Sydney that I, that I work for and they are passionate about providing people with um, healthy food and yoga retreats and beautiful experiences and lots of healing like they're organizing really awesome retreats and all these things and they had this dream for a long time it's not easy to have a studio in sydney probably anywhere it's freaking expensive the competition is hard and then having a bunch of you know yogis start a business and do it even though like not everyone is super business savvy um it's hard and then when covid happened it's like the, the technical knowledge is not there mm. in-house and then being able to help them stay afloat um, with online advertising right? and still see their clients and stuff like that. So, so this, it's not like, they're not a huge corporate thing. Um, you know, they're relying on this business to be able to feed their family and have all these people working for them and yoga teachers and whatnot. It feels really purposeful for me. Yeah. to do that to be able to be part of saving a family business you know so I told that to my friend and he was like oh wow I'm, I'm glad I asked I always thought that you were just this like you know quote-unquote dirty marketer kind of person and I was like god no like I just for me I feel because I I used to work as a yoga teacher so I I know how important it is and how fulfilling that job can be when you do it when you have your your students and the workshops and everything it's it's so amazing but also the frustration of not finding clients or not finding students not being able to get your message out there and all the marketing practices it's freaking overwhelming yeah so for is. me to kind of be able to be on that same wavelength with the yoga teacher or the health professional whoever you you're talking with and then also be able to bridge the gap between that marketing goal that they have and be able to in even in a small way compete with the big guys is is really yeah what I'm passionate about yeah and I think it's like such an important 
and good conversation to have because people probably don't know really what and I mean you can do digital marketing in so many ways but um, I think it's good to explain you know to the people who don't understand it and you know it's a it's a complex thing and and as you said you are like because you've been in the yoga teaching or like wellness business yourself as a yoga teacher you you know how it is with reaching mm -hmm. out to an audience and like instagram and facebook is just like it's it's getting i mean it's like they they change it oh they can change it overnight and like the algorithm is just like ever changing mm -hmm. so for me it's been like i'm so tired of it that i have been like close to just like deleting everything at some points because um it's just Please exhausting and i feel like i'm just the only thing um also maybe because my brand is very attached to me as a person and I have like, I post about my life at the same account page as I talk about my retreats and classes and so forth. It feels like right now, because um, to be honest, the business, you know, for I think any, any yoga teacher in Finland or like in within the wellness fitness industry, it has been quite hard and tough and challenging and, money hasn't been really great <laughs> um so it feels like i'm just repeating repeatedly posting about my classes and i know that some people say that it takes up to what like five times for a per person to react to like something uh so i try to tell myself to just like keep going keep going but now it's like i'm really hitting a wall soon like i'm like I'm just going to take a break for three months again. I can imagine. And it's obviously maybe a bit further along, but when, when you can actually appoint someone else to do this for you. And it, right. a lot of people believe that they can't do it because it's their personal Instagram or, um, you know, it's too attached to themselves. But I actually have a client where I help, help with a personal Instagram profile, like with commenting, with replying to dms and all those kind of things which is very very personal but yeah because i have spent enough time talking with this client i know the tone and and the objective and and everything so it's a huge um what do you call it weight off their shoulders that they know that someone's doing it yeah it is it is and i enjoy it because i don't have such an attachment to it i don't I don't get all like exhausted about it because I'm not like, oh, here I am saying these same things again or like replying to the same question or doing, saying the same thing, you know? For yeah. me, it's not repetitive for, because for me, it's my job. Um, yeah. It's not a personal thing. So yeah, I'm not very good at my own personal Instagram. That's that's now my problem. It's like actually being able, like putting myself out there. That's my biggest thing. Like I'm more than happy to do stuff for others and putting their message out there, but. And you're so great at it also. Yeah, well. <laughs> you are, you are. Just take it in. I get such a block. Thank you. But I, I, yeah, I get such a block when, when it comes to that. But I'm actually going to launch my own business this Saturday. So yeah, when this episode comes out, it's going to be like the same. So. The next day. Yeah. Okay. You, you need to. So you'll find, yeah, I'll, I'll put all the links in the, in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, just so that people can find you and also like you do 
work for brands internationally. International, international. Jesus, English is very hard today. Internationally. Why is it so hard? Internationally. Internationally. Okay. So, you know, you can work with people in Finland, Sweden, you know, because we have most of our listeners are based uh, here in Scandinavia. And then we have some. I yeah. don't know if it's yeah, that it's like in the percent of Australia, but <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I actually I work with a lot of clients from um, from Finland and uh, not anyone from Sweden at the moment, but yeah, yeah. So, so you can reach right. out to her, and she is incredible and very wise when it comes to these things. And because I thought that you know ads are just like the uh, you know I've been doing like the, the automated. Um, boosting Ads. yeah posting no the audio the, no, like, the, uh, when you boost you know you promote is it called yeah, instagram promotion yeah. yeah 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 and then you told me that it's yeah. not actually that great you can get results but it's yeah there's a there's a lot that goes into it to to get it right yeah. um but yeah i also i offer uh 30 minute free consultation calls so i can point anyone in the right direction like i don't do everything i'm not a graphic designer i don't do branding i don't build websites and stuff like that i don't um i do content creation but not that much so but i i have a huge network of of people that i work with you're so good at connecting people oh my god i love it <laughs> it's my <laughs> it's my secret weapon your thing yeah so um but yeah so anyway i'll be launching on saturday so then i'll be have to hold myself accountable for my own posting that's a funny yeah. thing like i was thinking immediately that i'm gonna outsource it to someone else because so i'm like <laughs> even if i'm not making a ton of money i'm not like building an empire at the moment but i'm like this thing is such a difficult thing for myself so i'm like oh maybe i'll just outsource it but I'm like, nah, actually, I'm, I'm going to do it myself for the first few months at least. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Is there anything else like on the horizon for you or horizon or for you in the future? <laughs> I have, I find it really hard. I feel like it's so funny to speak English to you also that I, I'm so used to <laughs> just swapping to Swedish at some point. Uh, know, but yeah, any plans? Um, plans at the moment. Um waiting for our visa we're in a bit of a limbo at the moment here so yeah getting that plan clear it's going to take us we're probably going to be in sydney for the next couple of years but our ultimate plan is to buy a big van and sort of semi-live in a van and also like my if i can like paint a picture of my dream life is to be able to afford a studio somewhere by the beach where i can have like a painting studio and an office Mm. and also like club bed where you can just go and sleep but then most of the time actually um be on the road and yeah live in our van we have a lot of friends who who live in their vans not because they're poor but because they actually just love the van van lifestyle so that's a big thing that we're planning at the moment but yeah it's probably going to take us a while um yeah starting my business is the most is the biggest thing at the moment it's not not really much else happening. I'm just working by myself from home every day. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like a very interesting like, person. You... When you asked me if I wanted to come on the yeah. podcast, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just sitting by myself here. <laughs> <But>, okay. 
your story is super like it's a great expander for people who want to you know, move abroad and do their own thing and you're like living are you on a student visa still right um no we're on a on a bridging visa over to a graduate visa which is the next step after okay. a student visa and then yeah, yeah. hopefully a sponsorship i think it's like okay for me it's like i i get scared it feels like a really complicated process and i think that, like it's for me something that kind of holds me in my comfort zone because in my in my brain when I read about it it seems so complicated that you don't want to do it right yeah sorry it's breaking up a little but yeah I, I could still hear what you what you asked but yeah it is overwhelming and everyone talks about how hellish the process is We can just like start the recording again. We're having severe uh, Wi-Fi issues at my place right now. So I think I'm going to go ahead and jump to the last question. Is it okay for you? Totally okay. Yes. Cool. So this is a question that we ask all of our guests and it is, what does self-worth mean to you? Oh no, I was, uh, <laughs> I told you no, Compakisimix, <laughs> yeah. No, actually, one, uh, word. No. one word, that's even harder. No, 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 you can, no, 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 here. <laughs> okay, go for no, the long, okay. the long answer. Yeah. Um, actually, self-worth for me, um, so about a year ago, thanks to you, I found out that I'm a projector. I know you've spoken about human design in your other episodes, so people are probably aware Anyway, so self-worth for me uh, means that I am respecting my my human design or my the strategy that I should live according to um, so that I don't burn out because I can easily get into that like hustle mode where I'm just going, going, going and just pushing too far and drinking too much coffee and just, yeah, all that stuff. So that's when I'm not in my self-worth. But when I'm in my self-worth, it's like I know that I can take I have to take time off and I'm allowing that to myself and resting properly and not feeling guilty about it. That's the main, main thing for myself. Like, yeah, taking time off without feeling guilty. That's good. That's a great one. So a little bit like boundary work. Yeah. I've had to do a lot of energy. Yes, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot that goes into it, but that's been my main main theme right now especially when it comes to freelancing and working and working with clients and setting those boundaries and expectations so um yeah and also being able to choose who I want to work with I've, I've turned some people down because I just didn't feel feel the energetic match that sounded way too hippie but you know what I mean so yeah <laughs> I just yeah 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 no it's it's a great one thank you for that and thank you for coming to our show and apologies still with the with the breakups. Jesus Christ, I don't know what's going on. I, I think it's it might be the full moon or something. I'm I always blame it on the moon, so <laughs> I'm a hippie yeah. also. Um 
I will put all your links, the Instagram and uh, the page once it is up in the show notes so that people can find you. Um, but is there anywhere else that you people can connect to you or is it mainly Instagram? Yes, Instagram is coming website. Yeah, yeah, Instagram will be is my main main platform. So yeah, you can connect there. I would love to talk to anyone, even if it's even if people don't have the budget for advertising or anything crazy. I'm I'm always happy to just have a chat and point people in the right direction and and help out where I can. So don't be afraid to contact me. Yeah. You're incredible. Thank you so, so much for being here. And we'll have a, we'll do another episode on like addictions around caffeine and sugar and alcohol. I think it's, it can be a really good conversation. Maybe we should have like someone else like Annie on the show, like do a three, three person sit down. She doesn't drink coffee though. I know. I was just going to say she can be the the judge or the (laughs) person keeps us in check no but that would be really interesting actually I don't know yeah maybe ask the listeners if they would be interested in an episode like maybe I don't know if we should do it before we start the challenge or after the challenge to say yeah maybe before even so people could join us yeah oh so I'm gonna be awesome (laughs) yeah again see you again soon all right everyone yeah thank you and uh, Thank you to you, listener. We are going to circle back to you next week with another episode. Um, let's stay connected and please revisit a review, a comment somewhere. And uh, yeah, just lots of love and see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.